Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, here we are, episode number 10 of the Soul Rollers podcast. Um, things are going well. Had a, we've had a few hiccups with, with uh, timing on recording, but we're still getting these out there. And This was our first goal, episode number 10, so we're knocking that out. And my name's Jackson Gage, and I'm here with my co-host, William Dennis, a.k.a. Gerald. And... Uh, Sorry, man. I, I'm gonna one of these days. I'm gonna keep a straight face when I say one of your fucking AKAs, bro. I haven't been able to do it yet. And um, yeah, man. Actually, William has not been training for a few days because he hasn't been feeling good, and he got tested for COVID, but didn't have it. But still, doesn't want to uh, offend anybody with his sniffles. So, because that's the world we're living in now, man. You know. Um, and I haven't. I didn't train today either, just because of my scheduling and. My fucking shoulder's been hurting pretty bad. I don't know what I did to it. And that's about it, man. So, I mean, to get started, if you want to talk about, what do you want to talk about, man? We can talk about these books we've been reading, or we can talk about missing jujitsu class first, or whatever, man. Just go into something. Yeah, I think missing is going to be the biggest thing for me, because I'm going to get back and get started again this week. And, um, and then my uh, competition got postponed again because of COVID. So now it's in mm. March. Damn. And then they schedule it right around the time me and my wife, it's around her birthday. So we were going to go on a trip in March, right on her birthday. And they scheduled it for that weekend that we're going to go on a trip. <laughs> so I'm like, why do the jujitsu gods not want me to compete? What is going on here? Mm. So Either. missing though, there's something to being able to like be off for a week. And like, again, with jujitsu, it's all about the mind game, right? It's, there's a constant growth because of the adversity you put yourself in by just going to class. Um, now missing class after going so consistently, like nine days, like nine times a week, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, Oh man, I must be just falling apart. I must know nothing now. I must, I'm just like day one again. And which is just mm. silliness, but mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to miss now. And then it's like, so no matter what you kind of bump into yourself, the negative thoughts or whatever belief systems that, aren't in alignment with the person you're becoming through jujitsu. And I think that's what I'm experiencing. I'm kind of down. I'm a little bummed because I, it just wasn't, you know, with COVID and everything, I mean, the symptoms are everything. So good luck. If you even sniffle your nose, you probably have COVID right now. So for me, I went and got tested and it came back negative. But then again, I don't want to roll with anyone. If there's snotting all over me, that'd be kind of gross, you know? So yeah. tomorrow I'm going to go back. It'll be my first day back after a week. And I know to some that's like, geez, a week is nothing. Why are you guys complaining? But for me, it's that's a long time. Um, so I, I've dealt with a lot of kind of being down and kind of my schedule's off. I don't feel right because I haven't been there. So a lot of judgment and that kind of thing. I don't know if you've experienced that with your injuries or what, but I, I definitely have been in my head a bit about it. So if you want to kind of talk about that or uh, I, know yeah, that I need to kind of encourage myself to kind of not be down or bummed about it. I think that's part of the, it's a good opportunity for personal growth, man, since that's one of our main topics, when you're not able to go. I haven't really, I can't, 
I mean, because I've had I've had a few injuries that have kept me out for a while. You know, one was like fucking three months, I think, and my back was like a little over six months. That one was really hard because when I hurt my back, I was starting to get to a point where I was feeling like I got into a groove, you know. I was training a lot. I was feeling good. My moves were working, and then I hurt my back, and I just had to stop for six months. And during that time, that was hard, too. That was hard, man, that long. Uh, because when you find something you like doing in life, you know, you find something you love doing, you know, it keeps you happy. It does so many things for you. And then there's no fucking way you can do it. Jiu-jitsu is not one of these passions where you can do, you know, you get injured, you're not doing it. I mean, you can, you can try different things, you know, train different ways, but you can't really train correctly if you're injured. And so, yeah, man, sitting out is, it's, you got to figure out way, you got to really battle yourself with that, with the depression or whatever it may be. Cause I started getting depressed. I was sitting out and I'm like, fuck, what can I do with my time right now? You know, I, I, I went from doing something every day that keeps me in a good place to now I'm, I'm not doing that thing. So let me try to, now you've got to find this happy place without the thing that makes you happy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel you even, even a week, man, even a day, if you miss one of your regular days, you're like, fuck, fuck, could have been learning something today. Could have, you know, could have had a good workout. So, yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I can think tell, that just I can shows tell us. talking to you, man, real quick. I can tell even in your energy when you don't go training for a little bit, I can tell that your energy levels are not where they normally are when you're training. I can totally tell because we talk, those of you listening, we talk through like video messaging every day. And whenever I can tell William's energy is down a little bit, he's not training. And I can tell, you know, it's crazy. So, yeah, everything seems well, to be off. You know, everything's off a little bit because um, there's not that. There's something about what jujitsu does when you're there, the, what you face to go, what you face while you're there, um, everything you learn from it that really brings out the best in you. And I, I was listening to, it was actually an Aubrey Marcus podcast today. Uh, not the one I was telling you about before the call, but it was a different one. And he was talking about, he was comparing it to like a cold plunge and it, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff I've been reading and studying, like I was telling you, is I want to really understand the mind and, and like understand masculinity and stuff like that more. And I know we all go through different stuff, tragic uh, experiences in life and stuff that causes us to kind of get in a strange place with that. But for me, it's like he was saying how if you know, most people measure like masculinity or your, you, you know, who you are as a man by your strength or your possessions and these kind of things. But he was saying, if you really want to know who you are, like, which none of the external stuff can show you who you are as a man. It's always the internal stuff that shows you who you are as a man. And for like, he was explaining it as see how you react when you get into the cold water. Do you thrash around? Are you yelling? Are you screaming? Like, what are you doing? Like, how are you breathing? How are you acting? Can you just set your intention and be a man of, of principle and, and solidarity of like, hey, I'm doing this. This is who I am. This is what I do. And step into that water and do what you said you're going to do. Are you a man of your word? Are you solid? Are you grounded, so to speak? And it really spoke to me to think about even being a cop like we were, like we went through things that most people wouldn't do or wouldn't like push themselves into because of the challenges you face as a cop whether it's life and death and a fight and all the terrible things we had to do like I had questions about myself before I became a cop and I was like who am I in these circumstances whether it's getting shot at or whatever it is and 
I almost didn't know myself, so to speak. And when that stuff happened to me and I reacted in a way that made me proud of myself because until you face that adversity in real life, you don't really know. Like even reading or studying jujitsu, watching the videos, doing it isn't the same as when what you experience when you roll live, when you, you get on the mats and you actually roll against someone. And it just tells you something about yourself that you need to know. And I feel like the more days in your life that you face something challenging like that, whether it's sitting down and sticking to your morning routine, getting up early where, where you say you're going to, hey, I'm getting up at 530 and you actually, your alarm goes off and you do it. You're a little bit prouder of yourself. You know yourself a little bit better. Then you go into that cold plunge. You know yourself a little bit better. You go to the class and you you roll six times for seven minutes each round. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And you do it. And you're like, wow, you get to know yourself a little bit better. And there's something about that from, I'm speaking as a man, masculinity wise, like there's something that you need to know through adversity. I don't know how this, how you react to this or what you think about this. I'm just sharing very openly. But there's something to that and not being at jujitsu kind of makes that voice in the back of my head of that comfort junkie, that doubter, that whatever it is, that gremlin, whatever you want to call it, that negative voice in your head, be able to speak up a little louder. And the more I'm at jujitsu, the more I'm sticking to my daily routine, the more I'm communicating with you, doing this podcast, doing things that I love, that voice gets quieter and quieter, that negative voice and that true authentic self that voice comes out a little louder. And I think that's what I don't like about not being able to go. I think that's what I, and I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but that's something to the effect of what I've been going through this week. Yes. No, that, that, that makes sense, man. A couple of things from that. Uh, one, yeah, the doing, like the doing, that's one thing I've found to be common, even though it's not an easy thing to do, is if, you, if, you, if you're challenging yourself or you're doing the things that you like doing, creating or putting your time into the things you enjoy you for some you know it sounds almost obvious you know like you feel fucking better you feel good you feel good about life your attitude's better and from a good attitude all good creation comes you know all the all the goodness that's going to come to your life is going to come when you're in a good place when you're in a good attitude and i think that attitude comes from you doing the things for one that you say you're going to do and for two the things you really enjoy doing on a daily basis and that's why it's important to try to fill your days with things that you love to do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you know, and that's pretty much a happen to me. That's a happy life. It has nothing to do with material things. It has to do with me waking up and doing shit I like until I go to sleep, you know, and I'm still working on, I'm, I'm, can I'm almost I, there. Go ahead. Can I add something to that or ask a question? Cause it's something I've been thinking about lately is how much of the things that you love doing have like a self-reflective quality to them. Like jujitsu has like, self-reflection and, and feedback added into it that you get instant feedback. I was thinking about the things that I do that give me kind of a reflective impact. Like they let me see myself a little clearer, like cold plunges or journaling. I've been really trying to stick to journaling every single morning. And, and then jujitsu, it's like all the things that I really love doing have like an intrinsic self-reflective quality in them that make me see myself for who I am. Same thing with being married to me. It's a very reflective state where I get to see a lot of things I view as lack or I don't like about myself kind of put on magnified display in front of me because I have a witness in my life, my wife, who kind of reflects back like, what's, what's up with this, man? Why are you acting like this? Why did you say this to me? Or, you know, whatever it might have been that I did. Same thing with jujitsu. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this move. It didn't work. 
I instantly get feedback and a self-reflective, you know, concept to kind of work on. Do you think some of the things, what are some of the things that really make you happy? Do they have those same qualities or I'm at, I don't know, I could be totally off base. Yeah. A couple of things about that. One, uh, that those type of things also are satisfying to me because I like to look at myself and challenge myself. Now on the large scale, I don't think that, I think we're in a small percentage of people who are on the path of challenging yourself and reflecting, realizing the world is a reflection of us. You know, like not every, I don't think a lot of people realize that. So for us, yes, that's something that makes me freaking happy. Like any, anything where I can look at myself and, and, honestly say like fuck bro you're being insecure right there well shit that was your ego let's work on that you know like that type of shit or you're, you're letting fear get the best of you or that's doubt creeping in you know like let's beat that those are things that i, I think that we both enjoy doing uh I, I would also say that another thing that is will bring happiness into someone's life who's not maybe quite there where they're reflecting on a deep level like that is is being is creation is being creators so like Another thing that brings a lot of happiness to me is when I, I find things that I can create. Well, we're, we're all creators, you know? Uh, we're made in the image and the likeness of creation. Whatever the fuck that is, we're create, we are it. We are the creators. So if you look around, a lot of people that are unhappy, they're not putting a lot of time into creating anything in their life. They're just going along with the flow of life. And that creates fucking sickness and unhappiness and that type of shit. But I've noticed that any time that I create, like this podcast makes me happy. We, we just created something. When I get done talking with you, I feel good. You know, jujitsu is not only a self-reflective, it's also art. So you're also creating your own art, which is really cool about, I love that about jujitsu, man, is that William Dennis in five years from now, 10 years is going to have this game that he's created. That is William Dennis's game. There's nobody else that's going to play it the way you play it. You know, it's because you've taken everything that fits you perfectly and learn how to work those all together and combinations and shit. And now that's your piece of art and it's you, that's the art, you know? So, um, but yeah, yeah. Anything that's self-reflective and anything that's creative, those are the things I try to, fasting is another good one, man. Like fasting, trying to fast, like is just like the, is up there with like the cold plunge and whatnot. Like when you're doing for me, like a 20 hour fast, fuck, I fall off of that train a lot. I'll do it for a long time. And then I'm like, fuck, I can't get a 20 hour fast in. You know, and my and I'm realizing my discipline's not where it needs to be. So I'm actually getting back to that right now because I, I haven't been I haven't been uh I haven't been fasting like I was. So but um yeah, man. Um even creation you know, even yeah. with creation, it's almost like what you create in this moment is a, a reflection of who you are in this moment. Because the capacity you have to create is kind of what you've tapped into inside. So you go through the self-reflection, which brings out of you like more awareness, more truth, more, you know, understanding. So it allows you to create and put that out. And then you go step by step, you just continue to kind of grow yourself and that allows you to create more. So it's kind of even creation is a self-reflective process as well. No, um, big time. Or yeah. maybe I'm just viewing everything that way. I don't know. But to me, it really, there's something to that where the things that matter most to me in life now, after I got out of that rat race or whatever you want to call that hamster wheel of life, when you're so focused on material possessions, once you're out of that, then it comes to like the evolution of your soul, the understanding of life at a higher level, you know, and, and a lot of the things for me right now, jujitsu, like you're saying, it's an art. 
Um, one thing I've learned is the next part of the game that I want to start kind of understanding and learning is rubber guard. And that came from me just dedicating myself to close guard and just saying, I just, I want to be a close guard player, you know? And yeah. there's a lot of doubts in that. Like, Oh, can I do that? Should I do that? Was that the best choice? What do I do? You know, it's just, and I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to go for that as long as I can. I'm going to do that for the rest of the time. I'm a white belt at least. And probably yeah. for the rest of my time in jiu-jitsu, I'm always going to be a close guard player. And then now when coach brought in uh, like four weeks of rubber guard, it just blew me away. And I'm like super flexible for it too. And I had no idea that I could do it. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't even know I could do this. So I wouldn't even add that in my game unless coach brought it into my life, you know, my experience. And then there was a move called double bagging and, and that uh, someone sent me a video of it. And I can do that too, where I'm like, holy crap. And I can get this move called the Sorcerer, I think it is, that uh, Eddie Bravo was showing. And I'm like, wow, I would have never known. So again, through the creative process of learning jiu-jitsu, you know, that art, you continue to learn more about yourself and what potential you actually have inside you. And sometimes it's something you don't know what you don't know. You just don't even know it's there until you experience it. And that's why you should be pushing yourself in these areas, these these ideas, this like, and I think because the reason I brought that up so that it makes sense why I brought that up and I, why I keep harping on it is like, I don't want people to think that because you said, hey, go find something you love. They're like, well, I love drawing with crayons, you know, and that's all I love. It's like, okay, like find something you love that actually has some intrinsic benefit, you know, well, well I love my job. Like I love, I get that, but find things that love that like challenge you and bring you out of being your, your routine self that, you know, unconscious self that is just in a routine and a rut, so to speak, not a routine. And don't let yourself get caught up into that. Like, Oh, this is like life's so much easier this week. I've had off jujitsu. I it really don't have, I could just hang out at home all the time. <laughs> like there was really no challenges with my schedule. I could do whatever I want, whenever I want. My wife could, you know, on her days off, I could do whatever we want you know, but normally I'm at jujitsu and it's like, Hey, I want this. I want that. And I have to schedule everything around it. It's more challenging. Right. And so it's like, don't get caught up in this like ease and this easy idea of life, because that's where you fall prey to, you know, that comfort junkie mindset. So I just didn't want people to like lose sight of, Hey, do what you love. Doesn't mean, Hey, I love things to be really easy. So I'm just going to do nothing and, and do the easy shit. It's like, no, 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 that's not what we're saying. Do hard shit, but make sure it's worth the hard hardness of it you know make sure you love it and then it's worth doing it because it's hard and, and you got to make it happen but make sure you love it and then make sure it's challenging and growing you so yeah sorry that was a rant and, but and then also even if you do love if you do love crayon art you know if that's what you love like the idea is to pour yourself into it and to become a master at that yeah. you know and as you become a master you share what you're creating with the world that's the point of creation like you, you create to inspire, like that, that's why we pursue these things so that we can be a light for other people. You know, we pursue difficult things. So whatever it is that you love, if you love it, pour yourself into it, get fucking good at it, you know, get as good as you can get at it, whatever that may be. And, and then have the courage to share what you're doing, share your creations in one form or another. You know, if it's you posting, you getting your fucking belt or you, whatever it is, you know, like, Create, put your time into it, and share it with the world, man. That's the process. That's the process of mastery and, and creation. And, and really, success to me, man, is, is when you can inspire other people. 
because people are inspired by other people doing what they love. When I, when you see, when I see somebody doing something and I'm like, gosh, they really found what they love. God damn it. I need to focus on what I love. You know, I need to focus on what makes me happy. Not on this fucking rat race, fucking peasant, wear a mask bullshit, you know, that's going on in the world. You know, like the way to break out of that, all this shit going on in the world, you know, all this bullshit going on. The way to break out of that is to stop, you know, because, all right, real quick, there's, you can be a victim or you can be a creator. When I say creator, when I talk about being a creator, I'm talking about not being a fucking fearful victim. Those are the two things that you have a choice to be in life. You can be out of effect to the universe or you can be the cause. You can go through your life until your grave being out of effect to the universe around you, or you can go through your life being the motherfucking cause. And if you're creating, you're being the cause. If you're sitting around waiting for some guy to tell you what you can do with your life or what mask you can wear or what air you can breathe or where you can fucking take a shit, you're being out of effect. You're being in fear. You're not living the life that the universe or God or whoever is meant. You're not living the life you're meant to live. You're living in doubt, you know, and that's just going to create fear, unhappiness, obesity, mental health problems, waiting around for the fucking world to one day when this happens, I can't wait till things get back to normal. I can't wait till I can do what I love one day, you know. Right now is the only time there is. Right now, this moment is the only time any of us have. So we take this moment and we make the most of it by putting our time into some shit that we like doing, you know? And and you got to make the conscious effort to be the creator and be the cause because this is a friendly universe, man. The universe is a friendly universe. Everything is evolving toward the good. So when you decide to fucking go with the flow and be the cause instead of being at effect and trying to control the world around you, your life will be good, man. You know? And that's when I say be a creator, that's kind of where I'm coming from a victim or creator. There's only two fucking kinds of people in this world, man. You know, the cause or the effect. And I choose to be the cause. And I see that, you know, you, I know that you choose to be the cause as well in your life. So, you know, we're creators. So let's create good lives for ourselves and anybody listening, you know, you can create the fucking life you want. But you got to just take the steps and do it, you know, and stop being a pussy. Uh, that's about well, it. one thing I learned about that, like what you're saying, it's very close to what you're saying is it's like freedom from or freedom to like, what, where are you coming from? What's your state of being when you're looking for this freedom or growth or whatever it is? And, and really what I mean by that is when you like, oh, I've had this negative experience. So I want freedom from that type of an experience in my life. You're, you're coming from a lack mindset. You're coming from a negative, fearful mindset and trying to create from that place, which is always a lesser place to create from. Instead, understand that that experience came into your life to evolve you to wherever you were supposed to experience that one way or another. You know, So accept it fully for what it is, but then come from a state not of, hey, this happened to me in, in my past, so that's who I am. Come from it as like, hey, I'm an infinite being that has you know had certain experiences but in this moment i'm safe i'm whole i'm complete and what do you want to create from that wholeness and that completeness that's where we can be misled by our past experiences or our, our lack of understanding about this human experience so it's kind of like the cause and effect it's freedom from or freedom to you know it's like don't come from like trying to escape some negative experience you've had in your past that's done and over with like get into wholeness and then start creating from that wholeness, you know? And it's, yeah. that's what the mindset that I was talking about, about kind of being discouraged after taking off a week in jujitsu. It's like, how am I going to show up tomorrow? Am I going to show up the guy that hasn't been there in a week coming from lack? Or am I going to show up ready for whatever tomorrow is going to teach me, regardless of being there a week straight or not being there? 
tomorrow has something in store for me that I needed to learn? And can I just stay in my wholeness and my completeness as far as just being open to what this journey is going to take us on and, and, and what it's going to show us? And that's what it is always there for. So trying to find that and understand that. And then one thing I did want to share was that idea I talked to you about where being under the supervision or observation of someone that's a master, like, like coach, and going in there, it's a very vulnerable place. And I think vulnerability is like a superpower that we can all enhance and grow in us. So I think that's one of the greatest benefits of jujitsu is it teaches you how to be vulnerable, teaches you how to be a beginner, teaches you how to start from nothing and grow to something. It teaches you how to view progress and, and almost fall in love with making small incremental progress, which we need in every aspect of our life to fall in love with that idea. And when I was sharing that, I just thought it was amazing how vulnerable it felt to be under the supervision or observation of someone that's a black belt like coach and to have him watching me to see my progress, to know where I'm at, to know my weaknesses, my strengths. He can break down everything. He can, he knows me in and out pretty much as far as my jujitsu game. And there's something vulnerable about that, that I think is very impactful, um, challenging at times, but cause it makes you feel very, vulnerable towards that person like they see you very clearly if that makes sense and I think there's something special about that so I kind of wanted to share this on this episode and then I wanted to kind of uh kind of acknowledge you for the 10 episodes we've done you know and, and this journey we've been on and then kind of like share our goals or maybe ideas about goals of what we want to do next for the next you know goal setting thing and kind of share it on here so that's good just idea. the last two things so I'll no, leave that's it a good you. idea Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the vulnerability part, I can never say that fucking word correctly. You know, I would say I have a good handle on the English language. Fucking really good. I'm a good writer. I can't say that fucking word, bro. I can try it right now, and I'm going to be vulnerable when I say it, but I can't fucking say it. Say it one more time. Vulnerability? Uh, maybe I can say it. Vulnerability. Vulnerability? Yeah. Is that how you say it? Vulner. Yeah. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Nah, it's a cool. Right. It's not that. It's not that hard. Vulner, vulnerability. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, with your coach, knowing what you're doing, and you know, in a lot of things in life, we slide by. You know, we can just slide by. You can slide by in jobs. You can slide by with your fucking good looks and your smile and shit. You know, you can slide by with your fucking slick tongue, whatever. You know, with your nice clothes, whatever the fuck it is, with your charming attitude. You know, you can slide by in almost every goddamn thing you do, but fucking in jujitsu, it doesn't matter what the fuck you have. You cannot slide. You can't slide by in jujitsu. And that's hard on a lot of people's. That's hard on the ego, man. That can be very hard in the ego because people walk in there and you're like, man, I've gotten through. I've succeeded in life sliding by. And now I'm in here and there's no fucking room for sliding. I, I'm right in front of my coach. He sees my mistakes. I can't hide them. You know, I can't make excuses. And I'll hear once, once in a while, I hear guys make excuses, you know, like coach will be like, Hey, you know, why are you doing that? Or put your hand over here, or you should have been grabbing there. And they're like, well, I was doing this and I was I'm like, bro, in my mind, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just do what he's saying to do. You don't make excuses, you know, and that can go out. That that's a, that's a, uh, just advice to anybody. Like, don't make, don't, don't make excuses, especially for jujitsu people. Your coach is telling you something. You might think you were doing it right or you were trying something else, but he sees what you're doing. Just, just accept what the fuck he told you. Don't make an excuse because you just make yourself look like weak, I think, when you when you make excuses, man. Um, 
And what else did you touch on? Oh yeah, the, just about them knowing your game. Um, it, it's pretty cool how they how you you can like my my one of my training partners recently uh, another blue belt a little bit older than me. He was talking to my coach kind of in front of me, but he was talking to him about rolling with me, and he was talking about my game. But he was talking to coach. And I'm like, fuck, these motherfuckers, like, you don't realize other people are realizing how you roll. And then coach is like, no, Jackson would probably do this. And he's like, yeah, and he always gives me this whatever, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, I would probably do that? Fuck, I didn't even know I would probably do that. But he knows I would probably do it. So I'm happy about that shit, you know? And, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a vulnerable place to be, especially like when, I don't know if they do that, if your coach does it, but like, they'll show a move, we'll drill a move and then. He'll have, uh, we'll all be sitting in a circle and then he'll be like, okay, everybody got it? Yeah, okay, Jackson, demonstrate. And it's like a hard move. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, and, and then you got to go do it in front of everybody. But he usually go around the room and make everybody do it in front of everybody, you know, at the end sometimes. So, but it's it's good for you because you got to get out there and, and, and do it, man. So, but yeah, jujitsu is a, it's a, that we saw that quote earlier I sent you, man, that was like, fuck I forgot what it is now but it was about how he was talking about grappling and how he found out eventually that he was the only grappling he was doing in jiu-jitsu was grappling with his own ego yeah. you know and that's how, that's a pretty deep quote man you know what what is your what do you think about that about that well quote? for me that's really what my game is slowly evolving into and I hope you know after a week of being gone it's still there but it's really going there and realizing regardless of winning the role or feeling like I dominated the role or not, it's how open was I to the experience? You know, how many times did I judge myself or how many times did I get frustrated? Did I even not work? I just not worry about that. And I just like, wow, that was, that was interesting. I, he did really well in this and I, I kind of did better here and I struggled there and just being open to just accept the entirety of the experience and not judge what the experience was or wasn't. That to me is where I'm like, ooh, all right. Because my ego is like, no, 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 no. Did I win or not? But my like higher self, you know, that the voice inside me that actually leads me to evolving and being a better person is, hey, you know, wow, wasn't that amazing? Wow, what an experience. It didn't care about the outcome. And, re you know, regardless of a lot of the stuff I do in coaching is, is really letting go of the results and just using the results to help engineer what it is you really want to find fulfillment in and and really digging in to allow the results to kind of guide you back to the feelings and the thoughts that you're creating inside your own head and, and body that are getting you off track or bringing you closer to what you want to experience in life so that's it is really the ego pulls us away from that and it's the higher self that kind of gets us to that so that's my take on it is just yeah. going in there, letting go of, hey, you haven't been here, you, you're doing this, all the judgment, right? Yeah. And I think it's just the yeah. awareness. It's bringing us to more awareness, more self-reflection, those kind of things. That's why I pointed that out. Yeah. You know? And it's So I think that's what's exciting. Uh, yeah. It's almost like an exorcism. It's like, uh, it's been, for me, it's been like an, like, jujitsu is like a, it's like an exorcism of your freaking ego, man. It, you're, yeah. exor you're, you're, you're slowly get, you're slowly chipping it away and like knocking it down, you know? Cause like for me, man, I like, I played sports forever, man. And like my whole life I played sports, competitive sports and shit, um, competitive family, you know, like grew up with competitive kids in my neighborhood playing sport. If we're not playing at school, we're playing in the neighborhood. We're fucking competing, 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 competing. 
So then you become like in video games, you're younger. You're like, fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, you got your ass. You know, you're, you're competing, competing and you want to win. And then you go to jujitsu and it's hard to break a lifetime of conditioning of wanting to win in everything you do, you know? And uh, it's still hard. It's still there for me sometimes. I'm like, now fuck this. Yo, okay, motherfucker. Do you think that go. has a little you know? bit to do with your injuries possibly? Yeah, yeah, for sure it does, man. Uh, some of them. I'm not trying some to call them, you out. But... Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, it could. Like this one was just fucking random. This this current one, you know, um, my arm popped fucking reaching under a guy. It wasn't even, it was a weird that one. That stuff yeah. happens in jiu-jitsu. There's no getting around that. Yeah, but yeah, some, some random it, yeah, yeah, because I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm. I roll pretty fucking aggressive, you know, and that's just how I roll. So I gotta. I mean, I'm learning to relax and 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 I'm learning to put them together a little bit. The aggression and the. I mean, I don't want to lose my aggression. I like having the aggression, you know. Like I want when someone rolls with me, I want them to fucking know, you know. Like I want it. I want them to be like, oh fuck, you know, when we roll. But you you have to also relax and and breathe. I've I've learned that too. I'm learning. And a lot of my injuries have come, especially my first couple injuries, like my torn growing and shit was from me, like pushing too hard, you know, but um, yeah. it's like having this arm. What I've been doing is because I can't use this motherfucker in the roll. It's like too, it hurts too much. I don't know what's wrong with it. I'm scared it's going to get hurt more, you know, and you don't know what the fuck it is. And you're like, fuck, am I, is my arm just going to fall off if I don't, you know? So I, what I've been doing is uh, putting it in my belt. I put it inside of my belt and then grab my bottom, my belt that's hanging down. And I've just been rolling with one hand, which sucks. You know, it sucks because, you know, you're getting past fucking on that side. You get past. Imagine trying to pass someone's guard with no post right here. And you just get swept on your face on that side. Boom. You know, because you, you don't, you know, <laughs> that's messed up. like a big idiot. You know, I mean, most of the guys are pretty cool. They're not trying to sweep me to that side. But, I mean, even some of the guys will put their good hand in their belt, too, you know, and we roll with one hand each, which is pretty cool. But um, that's, it's humbling. It also helps you get better at jiu-jitsu because now you can't use, you can't use energy. You can't use strength. You just got to, like – I mean, I can't even get even close to getting out of a closed guard with one arm, man. You know, it's really difficult. Oh, yeah. But One thing yeah. with the closed guard that I'm working on, anytime I'm in someone's closed guard, my main goal is to stand up both feet and break out that way. If you're and, in the closed guard – yeah, and that's really challenging if you do it because you get swept most of the time if you're not if your base isn't really good when you get out and all that. So I've been working yeah. on that a lot, and I got excited when you brought that up because I'm like, I tell everyone like, hey, I always get swept, so just I need to work on this. So I'm always getting yeah. my butt swept in that position. Standing up from there, yeah, yeah I can so, imagine with one arm though, because yeah. getting out of it, yeah, that would be hard. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. And then speaking of that. Uh, while we're on that topic, I don't know. I, I saw Hodger uh, Gracie talking about, uh, obviously talks a lot about closed guard. That's his go-to. But um, he was talking about standing up and he was talking about how to break them down. And I don't know if you saw that video, but he was saying that he said that he's, he's certain that there's most people in the world, like there's hardly anyone in the world that can get out of his closed guard. And but he said the only time, because you want to try to break down their posture, you know, that's what you're trying to do. And he said the only time he tries to break down their posture is a split second. He said if it's not this split second, it's fucking not. He's not going for the break, not trying to. He said when they step their second foot up, when they go yeah. to stand up and the second foot comes up is when they're at that like 90 degree angle. He said that's the only time he'll try to break them down. And that, I was like, wow, that's some good fucking advice. That's some sound, fundamental, easy advice. 
that you can take with you through your whole jujitsu career. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm that, sure that's I'm powerful. sure you heard him and say it that, works. Yeah. If you stay with it, I think I've watched that same video. I don't know. It's probably the exact same video, but probably yeah. Yeah. Man, he's so smart and he's so good. But yeah, I, I, um, that is the timing. You know, even John Danaher teaches that where because you get you you're off that center line, you know, and you put your because you have to step and it takes you to the side. You have to do it. It's just part of the the movement and that is the perfect timing to break their posture forward and get back into it and that's what for close guard players that you can really frustrate people when they're trying to get out of your close guard it just gets so frustrating because you keep breaking their posture breaking their posture and it's like man i just went through all this effort to get out of this and you can feel when they start getting frustrated they'll put their their elbows in your gut a little harder and a little deeper they're really trying to do anything they can to get out of it and yeah. it gets frustrating because that's the perfect timing. And when you should have that timing down, it really can get frustrating. So it's really exciting. But yeah, it's yeah. dead on advice. It's amazing advice. And, and when you learn the positions like that, that's when you're just, you take your game to another level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, it's such a, yeah, it's so vast. It's so vast because you want to learn so much, but you're like, in order to get good, you know, you have to just focus on one thing, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. the that's the uh that's the catcher right there so i think the i i as you know because you got your you got your open guard and then you got your in close guard like a like a close positioning i think even like mid-range i think close guard would be considered kind of like a mid-range and then you get like half and deep half you're getting like body to body you know i don't know yeah i could be wrong about that but i think you i think i mean what a lifetime it would take to fucking get good at all those fucking ranges, you know, because you got to pick a guard you like, and then you got to work on that guard. And you know. Well, and there's so many vulnerabilities. There's that word again. There's so many, like, you got to know so much about, oh, well, why are your feet on the mat when you're in open guard? Like, don't put your feet down. You got to use those as your shields. And, you know, there's so many little, like, just little mistakes you can make consistently that throw your game off. And really... I show up every week as many times as I can just to see how many mistakes I'm making and go, oh, I shouldn't do that. Oh, okay. okay. And if I can just yeah. get rid of some of the mistakes in one week, if I can find two or three mistakes that I'm making on a consistent basis and remind myself to get rid of those and not do those anymore, I win as a Jiu-Jitsu yeah. player. You know, because yeah. I guarantee you that's probably blue belt, purple belt. Like that's when you finally have gotten rid of most of the ridiculous mistakes that most people make. And you begin to kind of really build a solid game. Yeah, maybe purple belt. And that's belt, my limited but... understanding of it, you know, and like yeah. when I say that. But, you know, purple belt probably has eliminated a lot of those consistent mistakes that a white belt and blue belt make a lot. And because there's some blue belts that I roll with where they're so technical and they're so squared away, their knee is always in the right spot They're, you know, and it's just like, wow, like that's exciting. Cause there's one yeah. Jeff, he's so good. And geez, if he's not technical, man, the way he moves everything, I'm like, wow. Okay. That's my goal. Like, that's where I yeah. want to get. He's like a three stripe blue belt. And I'm like, Whoa, you know, he's really good. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, okay, like there's, there's mistakes that he just doesn't do. Like, yeah. he just doesn't make the same mistakes I do. A lot of that's repetition, too, man. Just time yeah. on the mats, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's – there's. A, I think we talked about it before. There's a vast – I think uh, – I even watched a video on it, how Blue Belt has the most vast – the most vast expanse of differential in skill levels. You know what I yeah. mean? Out of all yeah. the belts, Blue Belt is the one where you got guys who are just about fucking purple belts that can handle black, that can roll with black belts and give them a fucking hard time. 
yeah. and then you got blue belts who are still getting challenged by white belts you know what i mean and then there's everything in between so blue belt is a good journey man um yeah but it's exciting it's, well, it's a long what journey I have on my wall my my wife got me for christmas um it's all about the journey is what it says and it has like different like all the hooks for each belt and it's just like yeah. when i look at it it blows me away because it's in my office and i'm like wow when i hang up my white belt on that and i'm on my blue belt just the understanding of how much work it takes for each each hook that i'm gonna hang a belt on is amazing it's crazy yeah it's yeah like this is gonna be 10 12 15 years just to be able to put the belts on that wall exactly that's, that's so crazy to me it's cool and, man and one thing that you know, kind of lines up with what I was saying about maybe we can kind of my, like, you know, spitball some ideas about goals for the, you know, because we just hit our goal with this episode, which I'm really excited about. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for uh, everything you've done to make this possible. And, and us really, we've been talking about, and we've done like podcasts in the past, that increased life podcast that you had. Um, phenomenal podcast, by the way. I never, I still don't know why you stopped Thanks, doing man. that one because it was so good. Like, because I listen to so many podcasts. It's when I say that, I don't say that because I'm trying to brag. I say that because it's almost kind of ridiculous how much I listen to. Um, Yeah. But it's not ridiculous. I love it. But still, like, and those podcast episodes that you did with the guests that you had on, everyone was phenomenal. The experiences and the stories and the interviews you did were phenomenal and really amazing stuff. Like, the the guy that he the guy that was a jiu-jitsu player for a while, I believe, and he went into yeah. the jungle and did all this. That story was fantastic, you know? Josh and Mason. So, yeah, such he just, amazing he just stories. Moved, he just moved to Kauai, man, like the oh, last wow. two weeks ago. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, such man. a cool dude, man. Stuff that you guys shared on that, that podcast was awesome. So I definitely want to have a goal of, like, getting some interviews on this podcast, some guests yeah. to come on um and then i i would think a good goal like at least 40 episodes this year like really knocking out 40 episodes this year you know get to episode 40 or not yeah. knocking 40 out from 40 out so we get to the 50th episode you know by the end of the year like we're celebrating our 50th episode in december you know what i mean yeah yeah okay. i think that would be exciting and challenging and very like tough but it would also be pretty exciting to see you know the growth and and the experience of the podcast and then also you know getting that the logo done and starting to share it on social media and seeing you know what people think about what we've created so far with the first 10 and then how we could do better with the next 40 you know what i mean yeah exactly that's what that's, do you think about it, those yeah 40 is a good goal how many weeks are in a year we're already two weeks in so yeah 54 we... weeks in a year okay yeah that leaves us 12 weeks of room and then we can also we can also if we have the time not that we will but we might if we figure out like, oh, maybe we can knock out two this week or something, you know, like, you know, get yeah. ahead of schedule, get ahead of schedule a little bit or something. But um, yeah, that sounds good, man. Hit up, knock out 40. So by the end of the year, we have 50. So by, yeah. before the end of the year, we'll do our 50th episode and that'll be a celebration. We'll do our 50th episode. Um, and then now that we got this 10th one, we can start figuring out how to do the logo. Like start, start working on the logo, man, which I'm pretty excited about because I want to fucking wear the motherfucker. I, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 One goal for me, I was thinking the other day, I, you know, my wife always says like, not everything's jujitsu. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm positive. It is like, yeah, so I'm just, <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. So I'm cooking breakfast yesterday morning and I'm like, yeah, everything's jujitsu. But, um, I was thinking like, man, thinking about superheroes growing up, you know, cause I love the Ninja Turtles and I was a little kid. Yeah. But, 
I was thinking about Batman, Superman, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I never really related to any superheroes because I wasn't a turtle. Like, I can't be a turtle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, there's not really any relation to, like, our deep connection to any superheroes. Growing up, I enjoyed watching the cartoons and stuff, but I was never that into them. It was more like now that I see what Coach has done and, and what he does, I'm like, man, he's, like, more like a real-life superhero. Someone that has a black belt is, like, a true superhero to me. Yeah, you know, so I would definitely want to get some black belt guests on here and really talk to them and and get a deeper understanding of that and like share that with them. Like, wow, like he's someone that has gone from no experience in jujitsu to building himself up to having a deep understanding and deep knowledge of something that to me is more relatable than, you know, some turtles sneaking into some ooze in the sewer, you know what I mean? Or Batman having all these gadgets because he's a billionaire. It's like. I, I personal experience, shared experience is so relatable and it brings people together. Something about coach is very inspiring to me. Like he's a great mentor. He's a great person. He's a great human being that has dedicated himself to a practice and grown and grown and grown and made something of it. You know, it, it's, that's inspiring to me. That's relatable. That's understandable. That's a shared experience. That's something I could live into, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and that to me is a, a real life superhero. So I think black belts are true life superheroes. I just said it on here. So it yeah. must be true, <laughs> but I don't know what you think about that, but I would love to get some black belts on here to as guests and really interview them and talk to them and share our love for their dedication and, and, their spreading of this beautiful art and everything they've done and and just get that to our guests like they because i'm telling you man sitting with black belts and just talking to them like coach makes me a better person that yeah, alone, it's worth it because i guarantee just, if someone you know they share their knowledge other people are going to be impacted by it yeah exactly just in in not only knowledge just sharing just digging into their story of their journey you know like i, I would love to have to kind of just dig in like well when did you start? Why did you start? What kept you going? How was, how was your white belt level for you? What was it like? You know, what are some things you can tell other white belts? You know, that type of shit, you know, is, is, uh, I think it's very valuable. Shit. I want to know, you know, um, how did you go from being aggressive and wanting to win to not, you know, at what point did that switch happen for you or were you ever aggressive? You know, cause I hear a lot of guys talk about that. That's that switch that's off topic, but yeah. Um, Definitely. So at least and, and 10 also, guests, I say. At least 10 guests in the next 40 episodes, maybe. Yeah. I think that's that possible. Especially since I just pointed out how freaking amazing that other podcast you were doing was and the guests you had on. So that's this is a challenge to you to reach out to some some awesome people that I know you can connect with and, and get them on here. So Yeah, we'll get some uh with some good good guys on here, man. Uh, the guy that wrote those books, I can definitely get him on the show. I guarantee you, I can get him on the show. And uh, he's a black belt. I love his Car- books. Yeah, yeah, I really love his good, books. He's a, yeah, he's a good writer. He's got a new one. He's work that he just put out right now called the Everyday Martial Artist, and he has like oh, a wow. quote for for every day of the year, and then he talks about each quote. You know, it's pretty cool in in regards to like martial artists. You know, so it's uh it's pretty cool. Chris, Ma- Chris Matsakis, Matakis, I think his name is. Yeah. So, I've read everything else, so I'll have to read that now. Yeah, him. Uh, uh, we can get our professors, I'm sure. Yeah, man, we can get – there's quite a few guys. I also want to get – I mean, for the whole mix of things, if I can get a hold of some of these guys that own these successful companies within the jiu-jitsu community, you know, like some maybe some of these founders of these companies and talk to them because they all do jiu-jitsu too, man, you know. 
Um, yeah. Like these companies I like, you know, or you like, whatever, you know, the companies I yeah. see killing it, like Armbar Soap Company, man. If we, if I could get the guy, I don't even know who started that, but they kill it, bro. They drop stuff and it just fucking sells out that day. They'll drop things yeah. on a Friday morning. It'll be sold out by that night. Um, yeah, it's like amazing that, that you know the experience of jujitsu kind of motivates you to kind of be more entrepreneurial and just really build something and create other in other areas of your life. So even Eddie Bravo, man, just, uh, that might not be possible yet, but dang, that's a good goal. I would Eventually, love to have that yeah. dude and just too. see like <laughs> you know just see how he you know brought jujitsu into his life and everything it's done for him. You know, it's pretty amazing. You know, I mean, it might guy. not be as hard so, as we think it is. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, just I'm like just we're throwing it out about. there. I'm just happy and throwing this out there because I'm happy about our 10 episodes. So we'll see. At least now we have it put on this episode so we can go back to it and say, see, we said it, you know? Yeah. Made it happen. No, yeah. I mean, it could be as, as easy as what we talked about before with the with the girl or whatever, you know? You just got to fucking yeah. throw, throw it out there. You know? Dude, that's what it's and about. It's, and I, and I called great. you out on that too, to like, go for it, man. Follow this beautiful inner higher self that we talked about on this episode that's in there. And, mm-hmm. and then I shared, Hey, I just listened to a podcast that has that same experience in it. And I think that the universe does that. It sends you signals, it sends you clues and you live into them or you don't. So yeah, we should actually live into it. it. When we get off of here, when we get off of this, let's take like five minutes. I want to go into that topic a little more, just not on here, but yeah. I want to just get pumped up some more about that. <laughs> ah, ten episodes, man! Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm grateful for no, you. No, you, you, you too, man. Ten episodes, and now I don't know what our next step is with the logo, but I have some ideas, and I have a couple. We can talk about that more, but I, we yeah, should get, that, get going. that going. Like, as I want to get that possible, going as soon as possible. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, oh, okay. Well, shit. That was a good, good fifty minutes. Um. I will let you go and uh, grab her, and we'll talk more about the the logo and everything else. Let me know how – hit me up tomorrow. Let me know how training went. You can talk on the next episode about how your day back to training was after your first week. And Yeah, we're, I'm we're excited. Gonna, matter of fact, we're going to grapple with tennis balls tomorrow. So, like, he has us do a thing where we hold tennis balls and roll like yeah. that. It's pretty That's cool, rough. man. So I'll talk about that next week too. And – uh Hey, oh, let's talk about next week. We'll talk about the books we've been reading too, man. I want to talk about this too, man. Cannabis and spirituality. It's a pretty good book, man. So, yeah, man. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'm I'll reading a Joe Dispenza book, so that'll be good yeah, too. Man. Yeah, man. Let's, uh, yeah, let's do that. I'll let you go get the baby, man. But I want to talk to you a little more about that other topic too. Since you told me about yeah. that, you got me all pumped up. Shit. Yeah. All right, That's man. So rollers. Yes, sir. Episode number 10. Good job, William in the books now we're moving on to episode number 50 i'm gonna write it Let's down do you it. write it down too write it down episode 50 in the books congratulate ourselves for it and we'll, we'll get it man all right all right man, awesome, I'll man. Talk great to you job soon. all right love you too it. man love you bro talk to you later man